Poetry where creativity speaks. Poetry was born out of a desire to provide a platform for local artists, creatives, and entrepreneurs to come and talk about their craft with the District of Columbia, Maryland, and Virginia audience. Over the course of the program, you will hear from poets, singers, actors, dancers, musicians, comedians, and more. Occasionally, you will get advice from business and financial experts, dating and marriage coaches, as well as a local chef who will bring you quick and delicious recipes, especially for the cooking challenged. So sit back, relax, and enjoy your new favorite podcast. I am Candy B. I'm your host, and I am an aspiring actress, voiceover artist, fashion designer, entrepreneur, and author. And I am so excited to explore the local artistry with you. Kennard? My name is Kennard Cherry. I am the co-host of Poetry. I am a multi-instrumentalist, producer, and business owner from the Maryland, D.C., Virginia area. And I'll be here with Candy, bringing you good information, good music, and some fun stuff. All right. Welcome. Welcome to Poetry. Kennard, it's good to see you. Likewise. <laughs> good to be seen. <laughs> there we go. Um, so you have something you want to share with us? Yeah, I have a daily inspiration. Well, for this week, actually. Um, this was entitled Pay Attention. How many times have we heard the words pay attention from our parents, guardians, or teachers? We generally got called out for doing something that we were not supposed to be doing at that time. One experience I remember when I was in sixth grade at Glass Mountain Elementary School, Mrs. Baker. She knew I was up to no good at my desk, and she called my name and then requested that I answer the question that she just asked. Needless to say, the deer in the headlights look was all I had for her. How often did she just yelled at me, pay attention? And how often do we prompt ourselves to pay attention to what's going on around us and what we are up to? Simply taking a closer look at what we are doing with our time and energy would allow us to make sound decisions. Many areas like finance, education, relationships, etc., can be liabilities instead of assets because we simply do not pay enough attention to what's right in front of us. Are there any areas in your life that you are ignoring that need your attention? Mm, that's good. What uh, what made you talk about paying attention? The truth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what inspired that one? I was just kind of reflecting on, just kind of a little personal thing, uh, just reflecting on my previous marriage mm. and things that I wanted to do differently in my second marriage. And so I just went back <laughs> down memory lane. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, she said that like 50 times. Oh, that happened like twice. And it's just paying attention to the to what's being said and what's not being said. And also paying attention to myself as to, like, far as am I processing it or is it just something that goes in one ear and out the other? Mm -hmm. And so that really kind of helped me with um, just taking a look at that when I stepped into my next marriage mm -hmm. to just pay attention. Yeah, yeah that's, that's good. I appreciate it that you shared that. And I think that there's a difference between hearing and listening. Mm -hmm. And I think that we can get real caught up and yeah, I heard you, but did you listen to what I said? Right, you know, right. and I, I think you can make an argument for the opposite as well. So that's a good reminder. Oh yeah. I use it daily. Uh, especially with in business and mm -hmm. there's even, you know, even when having guests on the show, there's certain things you may say, it's like, Hey, that to be a good topic for the next, you know, next type of situation. Yeah. So just being present. Mm -hmm. Present active listening. So now mm -hmm. we're going to take a little musical break and we'll be back with our guest. All right. Welcome to the podcast, Tevion and Chase. Hi, how are you guys doing? What's up, We're everybody? Good. Doing Glad well. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. I really, uh, I really appreciate the opportunity to come out here and talk to you guys and bring Chase with me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I think this is a this is a good step for us. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So, 
So what are you, so what are you up to? What's your what are your latest endeavors? We'll get into exactly what you do, but like what's your latest thing you're working on? Uh, the latest thing I'm working on right now is really uh, upgrading my services, mm-hmm. uh, really expanding and branching out what it is that I do, and how that I how I do it, um, so that I can kind of bring more services to more artists on a you know broader level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Chase is a good example of that. Um, he and I are just now starting to work out. We've been friends for a really long time, but we're just now kind of starting out working together musically, me being uh, more of the administration behind the music and him kind of bringing the sound and the just voice. Just being the artist in general. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. So that's kind of like, that's what I'm up to right now. Gotcha. And that, that actually segues, segues into, I, I did it backwards on purpose. It's almost like kind of like giving you a street mm-hmm. and identifying the car that you're driving. So yeah. now... Um, so what is it that you do specifically? Like as far as like what is your title? You know, what do you do? Um, so I don't re- really have one specific title. There's just kind of a whole conglomerate of things that I do. So right now what I do is I do marketing, uh, promoting, and branding for artists. So um, marketing would be kind of the the distribution of uh, artist music and how that happens the licensing the publishing the copywriting the um the promotions is kind of you know uh, i have a whole network of uh people that i work with Mm -hmm. so then i can get artists exposed their music exposed to more people um and then the branding is the how the artist handles his voice his sound so then he uh is an individual uh, because there's so many people doing uh, music these days that, and everyone wants to sound like somebody. Right, right. But the the key is really sounding like yourself, and so I handle you know that portion of it as well as uh, I also do album artwork and single artwork and stuff like that on the side. So that's another kind of thing that I handle with Graphic branding design. and stuff like that. Yeah. Got it. Got it. So what got you? What like what piqued your interest? Was it music first, or was it like the business? Like how did you get exposed to that area? So I actually started with making music. I originally started making music, um, and it kind of started a couple years ago with my grandparents getting me a DJ board. It was my first kind of like, that was my first like nice. introduction yeah, yeah. to music because uh, I grew up more on like pop music instead of uh, rap growing up in uh, Germany. I grew up on pop, what my mom was listening to on the radio mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of So I kind of like, you know, started out with uh pop and then that kind of grew into edm uh so it was you know natural that you know when when easter i got a a dj board for my grandparents so i started making music for a little while and that kind of floundered out but i knew that i had an ear Mm -hmm. for music so i started working with another friend of mine uh his name is sam uh mighty Hussam, and he he's a great artist by the way and uh i he called me one evening and asked me uh, for some advice on, you know, stuff just music related. And I, as I was explaining this all to him, an hour turned into two. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he was like, why, you know, why don't you help me? Why don't you be my manager? And that was kind of where I started, like, kind of stepped into administration. So it was almost by accident that mm. I ended up in the position that I'm in now. Oh, wow. And for, he said EDM. For those that don't know what that is, it's electronic dance music. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Sorry, sorry. No, it's fine. Cause get technical. <laughs> we may get those app. questions. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. I actually ask. had to look it up on my phone first. <laughs> 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 sorry, sorry. That's all right. No, that's, that's okay. It's, 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 it's all good. Like, we may get an email or something like, what's up? <laughs> no, my bad, my bad. I don't want to confuse anybody. <laughs> no, but again, you know, have a, even understanding the lingo in the industry is a, is mm-hmm. a big thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, right. One thing you said about marketing, of course, you named a, a, quite a few things uh, marketing you have the greatest project in the world that the marketing isn't you know is right. on point right then you know then that right. can sink an entire project so like what's your approach um to marketing i would say on the initial side of things let's say you already have and um, let's say chase has an amazing project mm-hmm. already uh, like, what's your know? first step to getting that to where it needs to go so my without f- giving away all of your nuts. yeah right 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 sorry sorry <laughs> yeah, don't give um, away the secrets yeah I, I can't I'm, I'm a magician i can't i gotta keep some of my tricks you know? <laughs> um but um you know so when i first start out uh let's say that chase has a project and he wants to bring it to me so my my first initial response to you is do you like the music that you made mm. if you don't believe in your music Nobody else is. That's a great question. That is I love that. You know, that's so like, mature. I'm like, God. But seriously, yeah. like, if you don't yeah. believe in the music that you're making, and mm-hmm. he kind of helped me see this, 
uh, if you don't believe in the music that you're making, there's no way that anyone else is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So do you like the music? Do you think that the music represents you as a person? Does the music carry a message that you have? And that's something that my dad taught me was, do you have a message that is consistent with your image, that's mm -hmm. consistent with your worldview, whatever that might may be? Um, Freddie Mercury's dad... Uh, the you know the yes. lead singer off of Queen you mm -hmm. know uh, Freddie Mercury in an interview said that uh, his dad used to tell him all the time uh, good thoughts good words good deeds mm -hmm. and if you watch the movie uh, what's it called Bohemian Rhapsody mm -hmm. it has in the it has it in the movie and uh, I think that you should you should care about that you should care about what your music says so I kind of that's where yeah. I, that's my you know first stepping stone is where are you at personally with your music. And then from there, it's just, it's all in the books. It's about me sitting down saying, okay, I reach out to, you know, the people that I, that I have to promote your music, mm -hmm. uh, to generate some buzz, right? We set up distribution. So then when your music is ready, it comes in a nice clean package. The, all of the finances are sorted out. Um, all of the all of the distribution is sorted out. So then, on release day, when your music hits the ground, your music is hitting the ground running. Your music is being promoted for that day or that week. However, you know we kind of decide that it kind of all changes by you know on a person to person basis. And then from from there, it's all history. If your music pops, your music pops. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's um, I agree with Candy. That was a very good question to ask an artist that you believe in. Because I'm a producer myself, and I, I countless times I've sat down, I've had artists sit down in front of me. It's like, hey, got this song. Do you love it? Yeah, no, I think that, <laughs> you know, before you need to have that conversation with yourself in the mirror, you know, like mm -hmm. you need to be listening to your music um, before you bring it to anybody. You need to be looking at your lyrics and saying, if I heard this come out of Jay-Z's mouth, if I heard this come out of Logic's mouth, if I heard this come out of, you know, Kanye West's mouth. Would I think it was a good bar? Would I think it was a good lyric? Would I think that it was consistent with who they are as a person? And, you know, I think that it kind of, you know, travels more with, with artists like Chance the Rapper mm -hmm. who have, you know, good positive messages and they're feeding back into their community and stuff like that. But if one of your bars is just talking about, like, you wasting, spending money and all that stuff, why should I believe that you're doing the things that you say that you're doing for the community and vice versa? Mm -hmm. Um, why should I believe your lyrics if you're if you're doing something opposed to that? Yeah, I have to say I, I'm so impressed with him right now, and, <laughs> oh, and yeah. the fact that talks you, what you just said is so important. Especially, it, it's so nice to hear from somebody your age, from a young person. I appreciate that it. you care about what's being put out there and what's being given to the community. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. That's a level of substance. Like that, again, me being around the industry for a minute, that's that's it's like a diamond. Not, I mean, exactly. often, you know, yeah, and actually half the reason I ended up in the position I'm in is really because I just wanted to help people. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't start doing this because I thought there was money involved, because if I'm honest, if, any, if somebody had asked me, like, what a marketer, like, if a marketer earned money, yeah. I'd have told you no, mm -hmm. or, oh, you know, not enough to live off of. If money sure. was involved, I'd be in debt so much to you <laughs> right now. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, but really, like, yeah. I... It started out because I wanted to help people, and my advice and my my thought doesn't doesn't cost anything. Yeah. So all of that, all of you know, where I'm at now is really uh, just out of my wish to help people, to give artists an equal opportunity to have their voice heard. Because you know, I can bring, I have a pretty you know broad uh, listening base okay. of you know a minimum of, of 150,000 people that I can promote to guaranteed streams. But if your music doesn't work, your music doesn't work. But it's about giving you that opportunity. It's about if you believe that you have a good message or good music, that you should have the opportunity to share it with other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I'm going to let you, um, I guess, introduce Chase so that we can get yeah, to him yeah. and find yeah, out some more for about sure. Chase. So this well. is my, uh, I'm not going to call him my protege because I ain't teaching him, but <laughs> this is kind of my brainchild. I'm really, okay. this is my, this is. I'm the experiment. Yeah, we'll call my it time. Uh -huh. This yeah. is what my time goes to. This okay. is what my kind of time goes to. So this is Chase, a, better known as the uh, the method. Yeah, So we're still working on that. <laughs> it's work in progress, but that's where we're going right now. Um, yeah. Where, where did you get to start, like, for, as far as music? Like, what picked your interest first? Well, with music, 
it kind of I've always been surrounded by music my whole life. My dad is always like, you know, he's always playing the guitar. He's always been singing like it always started when I used to see him cutting the grass with his earbuds in just singing as loud as he can, not a care in the world. Mm -hmm. And I kind of followed in his footsteps when I started doing landscape work. I'd have my earbuds in just, you know, singing away to the world That's like awesome. nobody's listening. And, <laughs> you know, a couple years ago, I decided like, I need to do something with music because it kind of like, it makes me happy. And, you know, when you go through a bunch of stuff, especially in high school with all the drama and everything, like sometimes it feels like you have no place to go. So music is a good like release. Mm -hmm. So I picked up the guitar sophomore year and, you know, my friend Ty showed me my first few chords. And, and ever since then, I just kind of ran with He's it. He's been gone ever since. Yeah, <laughs> I took a beginner guitar class, but I didn't really use it to learn anything. I just used it as an excuse to practice. Okay. Guaranteed an hour and a half every other day to just play my guitar and just uh, work on that stuff. And then, you know, I decided that guitar wasn't really enough. I wanted to do more. I mm -hmm. wanted to play the bass. I wanted to play the drums. I just wanted to be able to create a song. So I started, I sat down, I started writing music and like lyrics and stuff and then that actually started this year September and I feel like the way I can just piece things together and look at a story and really just paint the picture I, th I feel like it was like almost a natural ability to me to be it's, able to write and deliver my message yeah it's Absolutely. definitely his arrangement that I think has been really like amazing to see mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. like I've known him since freshman year and we're both seniors now so I've known yeah, him for the and I wasn't part. even close to where I was yeah now, no, freshman I year. mean you know he was always like a musical person mm -hmm. like you could just kind of see it and I didn't know anything about it, you know his like his past in music until we really started talking about it this way yeah um, but we kind of came to know each other, uh, actually through like philosophy. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, we, uh, shared a philosophy class, uh, sophomore year. Was it sophomore year that we were in Signet? And we that's when down. you joined Signet. I was always in the program. Right. So I think it was junior year. We had a, there was a specific, uh, topic that we talked about and we oh. were gone for a half, for an hour and a half. There was times when Tavian and I would actually leave the class and just go talk one-on-one -on -one at the lunchroom <laughs> for, like, the whole dur duration of the class. Because wow. we'd just go up to the teacher and be like, we feel like we have some really important stuff we need to talk about. So can we <laughs> yeah, leave? No, and then she, and it's, it's a blessing because, like, she sees us as, like, her two little, like, prodigies. She lets us do pretty much, like, whatever we want as long <laughs> as it's, like, productive. Wow, as long, yeah, no, as wild. long as we can, you know, because she knows that when, when she lets us go... We're we're gonna be like we're mm -hmm. thinking mm -hmm. and I think before any of this kind of started we were there for each other with our heads mm -hmm. yeah so it allows us in music now to communicate a lot better because I can without having to ask him and without having to run and see him like I know that he has if he says he wants to do something yeah in music wise or he says a lyric or something like that that he says he wants to use I know that he wants to use it and I know that he has the drive to do it and the the will to do it and stuff like that and we were talking about it on the way over here it's getting more and more difficult to find that in kids specifically yeah. our age because a lot mm -hmm. of people are just using music for the tag oh i'm a rapper but you're not really a rapper you're just a dude that says you're a rapper exactly like i want to pursue music for so i can deliver messages and help people through my words and through my rhythms and music and like just everything i create i want to be able to help people with my words and my messages and it's like it's so much deeper than just an image or a persona to me it's just you know me having fun just trying to you know yeah. help people out that's wonderful and uh, the fact yeah. that you both seem to be coming from a place of i want to help people and then you know in in the form of you know spreading my talent my art my my gifts, mm -hmm. you know, the the abundance will come from that. It, it, it's coming from such a wonderful place of, of giving. Yeah. You know? I think a lot of that has to do with our parents and just yeah, supporting for sure. us for and sure. steering us in the right direction. Because my dad was never one to force me to do anything. Mm -hmm. He had always told me that he just wanted us to pursue whatever we wanted. He always said he wanted a left-handed kid that played soccer and baseball. <laughs> well, we were both right-handed, me and my brother, and we both played soccer. <laughs> or we both played football, not soccer. And it just, you know, it never turned out the way he wanted it, but he's glad to see the direction we're going. Yeah, That's and great. I mean, uh, my dad, talking with my dad for the longest, I always had, and honestly, I still do have, you know, just a lot going on inside my head. 
And so, you know, my dad is always, you know, telling me in the past, you know, priorities, 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 have your priorities straight. And now of my own device, I guess, I'm kind of figuring out that he, he's right. And having my dad, um, you know, growing up in the church with my dad, it was, you know, the narrative of everyone is your neighbor. Mm-hmm. And so when I, you know, was in my bed and I was, you know, five years old praying for wisdom like King Solomon, I didn't realize that it would kind of, that it would come to me this way, but it, yeah, no, I guess it, it kind of did. To you. Oh, it, yeah. I guess it kind of did. Mm-hmm. Praying, it, you said five? Yeah, five years old. <laughs> I was just like, I just heard about the story of King Solomon and I was wow. like, this is, I mean, the, I mean, just reading the Bible and reading, mm-hmm. you know, how he solved some of the issues that he had to deal with every day is almost an inspiration to me. And not that it started me on the path of music, but mm-hmm. gave me the kind of spark of wanting to help people. Yeah. That's powerful. That's that's one of those uh, Solomon, that, <laughs> I think I was just talking about that a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. with uh, actually my uh, bass, bass, bass player friend of mine um, in D.C., and we're talking about that aspect of things. A lot of people, they pray for riches and they pray for this, pray for that. But that wisdom is the thing that would allow you to manage. Right. And mm-hmm. give you the, right. the, the insight to generate and maintain wealth and be able to stay humble in, in, in the midst of it and be of service. Right. You know. And I think that um, the majority of people who end up with riches in the long run anyway, it's not what they went looking for. I can, you know, like... And I was talking to somebody about it today with, you know, the whole discussion about college, you know, and how Bill Gates and uh, Mark Zuckerberg, you know, kind of dropped out of college. And people think that dropping out of college is what makes you successful now. And me talking about, oh, well, if I do this and maybe not go to college, people think that I'm assuming because I'm not going to college that I'm going to be successful and the reality is that they made some of those, they made decisions like that because they recognized it was just a means to an end. Right. It was a necessary step in the plan that they had already created. Mm-hmm. And I think recognizing, teaching that to artists is part of what my mission is. That's honestly my mission. I'm, you know, confident enough to call it that. That's my mission is you, you working with me should be a necessary step to the execution of the plan that you already have. Mm-hmm. And helping you recognize what that plan is is a part of my job, but re- helping you have confidence in that plan is what's really important. Wow. That's powerful stuff because even when you started earlier, there's some key things that you said that um, a lot of artists don't don't even know about now. When you talk about, like, copyrights, you're talking about sound exchange, you talk about those yeah, types that, of things. Oh, yeah, and that's I, the I, stuff I, he's trying to get me to pay attention to. Yeah, because th- that stuff will follow you. Like, mm-hmm. if you look on sound exchange oh, yeah. right now, Stevie Wonder has 10,000 entries. You know, I mean, I mean, you know, about a thousand entries on Sound Exchange because it's fairly new. Mm. But then if you go on ASCAP or BMI, yeah, it's like good grief, it's like a thousand. Oh, I'm certain it's tens of thousands. <laughs> yeah, and it's just a lot of just a lot of things, but that still follows you. Yeah, you know, and uh, you know, even when you're like 30 years from now, I'm like, man, I just gotta. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> gotta I remember the the uh, <laughs> first time I uh, sat down with him. It wasn't with just him; it was with a couple artists, other artists, like starting out artists as well. And I said, I won't charge you guys for this, but if you guys take away nothing else from this argument, or not argument, excuse me, discussion, mm-hmm. um, just copyright your stuff. Copyright your stuff, please. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, the moment that you have an original idea, somebody's going to want it somewhere. Mm-hmm. And someone's going to hear it, and someone's going to want to take it. And I really appreciate artists like Chance the Rapper who uh, push the narrative of 100% original ownership to your music yeah. because that stuff is so important. That stuff is so important. And it kind of makes me sad that there are, you know, record labels out there that will kind of take advantage of the fact that you don't, that artists don't know everything about uh, how to sign a music contract yeah. and how mm-hmm. all of that stuff works. Because if you don't understand how that stuff works, I'm not saying they're out to get you, but they will take advantage of it. Right. Mm-hmm. That's so good. That's really good stuff. I mean, it's yeah. so important that you're saying that and that you're educating the artists that you're working with on that. Yeah, on no, that for sure. I can't, yeah. my, because my goal, I'm not doing my job if I'm not making you, if not aware, at least, you know, putting that narrative in front of you. Mm-hmm. I can't, you know, guarantee that you'll be successful, but I can guarantee you that if you're going to do it, you're going to do it smart. That's so, awesome. um, seri- yeah, seriously, all of that stuff, copywriting, crediting, that stuff is more serious, arguably, than having a good song. 
If you're going to have a song, have crediting, have copyrights, understand how that stuff works. That's one of my services mm-hmm. is um, copywriting. And all of that stuff can be handled, you know, through me. And I can take, I make sure that I can take care of that stuff, but I don't take care of that stuff and then not on the backhand at least tell you why it's important. All right. So I'm, I'm curious. I have a couple of questions. So yeah. um, one is, how did you, how did you become expert at these things? So it's a lot. A lot of it, yeah, I know. He tells me that all the time. Um, no, he like I'll we'll have conversations sometimes about music spanning hours, and he just looks at me like, "Dude, this stuff is heavy." Sometimes I don't even say anything. I sit there and just listen for forty five minutes. He absorbs. I mean, it's amazing. Um, how you know? But it's it's amazing how much he absorbs. But um, so I uh, I kind of it started out with me just picking up stuff, anything that really like interests me in books or TV shows. And you can ask my, you know, my parents this, I remember that information. Mm. I don't know how it works. I don't know why it works because like, if it doesn't interest me, chances are I won't remember Mm -hmm. it. But like, I remember at one point I thought that, uh, earlier, a couple months ago, I wanted to start uh, a clothing company and I looked into how all of the licensing and stuff like that would work. And so I just, you know, remembered that information and understood how that applied to other things. Um, and some of it is information I just kind of remembered as I, you know, went along before I ever got into this. Um, and I've always kind of had a business, you know, mindset of how can I turn this idea, you know, into something that's marketable? How can I make more people appreciate this? Because I'm an arguer. You know, I'm a persuasive speaker and you can ask him that's we got into philosophy because of how we how I how he speaks and how I talk. So I always understood how to package my thoughts so then I can make it more persuasive to the person. And that kind of carried over into marketing. And that's why I'm able to help artists present themselves better. Um so there isn't any one source uh, to directly answer your question. There's no mm-hmm. one source of information that I use. A lot of it is just experience over the years. Um, a, the more specific information is kind of stuff that I picked up recently as I've started to expand what I can do with myself and, you know, kind of quote unquote my brand. Mm-hmm. Um so that's kind of where all of the specific information came from. But as far as, you know, the rest of it and just the general understanding, a lot of that came with uh, time, intellect, and memory. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it kind of just stirring into this crock pot of just my brain. You seem like a, <laughs> a sponge. I mean, obviously, you know, you, your parents did a phenomenal job raising you, both I, of you. Yeah, and, for sure. Um, I'm flattered. You know, just I'll make sure to tell my dad you said that. <laughs> oh, and my intelligent. <laughs> I appreciate and then, it. No. And then a sponge. And that's that's wonderful. So I wasn't quite sure when you were talking about college if you plan to go. And then if you do, what do you hope to get out of the experience? So um, I think that uh, kind of going back to the idea of just college is, you know, it being something for everybody. Mm-hmm. I think that. At some point, everyone needs something like the college experience, not specifically the college experience, because America has done an, an excellent job of branding four years of your life as the college experience. And it's free marketing all over the place for colleges, mm-hmm. whether we recognize it or not. Mm-hmm. So for for me, uh, I am kind of in the middle of it. I'm not 100 percent sure yet. Mm-hmm. Um But when I'm talking to other artists about because, you know, they're all kind of the same age or kind of a little bit older, a little bit younger. um, I tell them that you're better off um, looking into the experience and going and maybe just doing it for a year. Excuse me. Maybe just doing it for two, maybe doing it for all four. But we all need a maturing experience. And. For a lot of people, it's college because you kind of have a quote-unquote way to fall back on. But I am not going to fall prey to the idea of it not being the real world, quote, because everything is real world. Everything you do, whether it be the smallest habits to the biggest mistakes, all things that are going to influence you as a person, your actions, your ideas for the rest of your life. And so... If you're not going to do college, 
I think that my suggestion is just for anybody who's listening is if you're thinking about not doing college, recognize that the reason people like to do college is because it takes away four years of planning. You can devote your time to something you want to do, but you don't have to have a plan for directly how you're going to pay the bills every month, how you're going to be able to afford a car every month. But recognizing that instead of going to college, having a plan so then you know you're going to have a job or you're going to be pursuing something you like to do, but you're still obtaining that amount of responsibility like you are in college, I think equates to the same. And you might not be getting a degree, but you'll be getting job experience if you do decide to work in something you like to do. Mm -hmm. Um, Because my dad has a a virtues book sitting in the office, and the page that I somehow always end up on Mm -hmm. is the page that says, where there's a will, there's a way. Right. That's absolutely true. So... That's kind of that's been my outlook on on college is mm-hmm. I certainly want to push to everybody because I don't think we push it to people enough that college is not for everyone. But I think that you should not be afraid to do college if you're not sure, if only because sometimes you have to do something in order for you to figure out you don't like it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's preaching to the choir. Because <laughs> I was one of those those guys that um well kids or young people I had a photographic memory Mm -hmm. so it's like I was very good with things with my hands so when I ended up going to college I was a medical major and it was cool I memorized everything but uh, my heart wasn't in it right and I was in you know so everything I'm doing now is literally what I wanted to do was music yeah but like you said uh, that college experience is what matured me I was an introvert like with college I was a different person right just because I didn't know I liked to hang out every now and then I didn't know I liked to be around a lot of people you know, so right, like you right. said, it's those things. I definitely agree where sometimes you just don't know what it is that, you know, if you may say you want to do something, but you start doing it, then you figure out you don't like it or it's the right. opposite. Yeah. You don't know that you like it. Yeah. So what, what do you think, Chase? What do you think? What do you think? Well, about me college? personally, I just want to hear. I don't it. even know what I'm going to do about college. I was thinking about going to community college, Nova, for maybe a few years, go through their music program. But there's also a side of me that says, like, let's just follow the music. Let's see where it's taking you. Because it seems like it's, you know, going down a good track right now. And, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So, I mean, keep I if, if I'm going to stay on my path, I might as well, you know, kick it in overdrive. You know, there's no point in putting this on hold just to go to college to come back and realize that this is what I wanted to do the whole time. Because I, I feel like this is what I want to do. And I feel like there's no other part of me that has any other interest in anything else. Other than like carpentry, but like, yeah, you know, that's just a backup um, plan. <laughs> Will Smith uh, did a, uh, I don't know if it was a college graduation speech, but he spoke to a, a class of uh, college kids. And he talked about uh, the concept of plan A versus plan B. And he says, <laughs> yeah, he says mm-hmm. that. He says there is no plan B. Yeah. You, if you honestly believe, if you are can convinced that you can do something that you want to do something that you should do something you shouldn't have a plan b the moment that you create a plan b is the moment that you say plan a is not going to work well it also shows that you have doubt in yourself right because like you're like well what if i don't make it well then you're not gonna make it if you can't tell yourself that you're gonna be what you want to be then you're never going to accomplish those goals. And this this is part of the narrative that I bring to artists when I work with them. Mm-hmm. This is part of why I work with artists specifically my age and why I want to be the youngest marketer, the youngest promoter, the youngest business music administrator, the youngest publisher, and the youngest copywriter. I'm working for that name because I want people to recognize that I am your age. Mm-hmm. I understand like what's going through your head because I am your age and I recognize that you got all these different things going on around you. But having having someone there that not only understands, but is your age mm-hmm. to talk to you as, you know, not necessarily a friend, but somebody that is akin to your situation mm-hmm. um, that's able to give you a, be- a, a voice of reason, a voice of clarity. Uh, is really is part of what I want to uh, help artists recognize and understand. All right. Well, with that said, how do people get in contact with you? So uh, the best way to get in contact with me is through my Twitter, uh, which is uh, 
Tavian, T-A-V-I-O-N, uh, underscore Goodman, G-O-O-D-M-A-N. Uh, the user, the actual username is Saint. Uh, and then on Instagram, you can reach me, uh, reach out to me through uh, Saint Carlo, um, which is uh, my music uh, account. Like, was, I think it's Saint X Carlo. Yeah, Saint X Carlo. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I had a question about that. How yeah. did, how, what's the origin <laughs> of that? Uh, so, um, go and tell. That's kind you. of a no. That's <laughs> a funny. That's a funny question. Um, so, <laughs> just I gotta explain. So. Um, <laughs> The original, my original artist name in the bridge stage between um, music and, you know, administration was this kind of period where I wrote lyrics that I thought were kind of good. So I was like, maybe I should do rap. Um, And so I was like, well, I need a name. And so there's this game that I used to play a lot with my with one of my other friends, uh, that had this gun in it called the Monte Carlo. And the the gun was, it was like one of the rarest guns in the game. And the one of the special kind of power-ups that it brought with it was any headshot you nailed, you killed the target. And I thought that was a pretty good analogy for my pursuits in life, was anything that I honestly can believe that I could do, I was going to get. And so the that was kind of the brainchild of Monte Carlo born. And then um, from there, I just, it was too many, it was too many syllables. It just wasn't <laughs> catchy enough. So it kind of, it's sort, it's sorting to St. Carlo. And now I think it's just going to be St. And I, I just, I like that more. It's just, it's one syllable. It's simple. You might, you, you know, the offhand chance, you're probably going to remember it, you know, generally a lot higher. The fact that you're a Saints fan just ties it all together. That is true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Man. That's true. So much for last season. So where's some, where's some of your music? You have any music up right now? Uh, I don't have anything, uh out right now because I'm still looking for somebody to like you know mix and master it and just have like a consistent person to go to because I know I can send it to him but he's very busy all the time I'm trying to find somebody that can work more on my schedule Mm -hmm. even though I love having him around oh yeah no it's awesome I can only endure so much but I'm I'm looking on making a EP before the end of the school year in a couple months and I have a lot of projects I've been working on I have probably like eight eight or so songs but my plan is to you know, put like six songs on there of me rapping, maybe a few instrumentals of me just playing the guitar, the bass, and the drums, and just see where that goes. Cause I just want to make music that comes from the heart, and it, whether it be like a rap song or just like a punk rock song, whatever it may be, I yeah, just want to get it wiz- out there. He is a wizard on the guitar, seriously. Wow. I'm not a wizard. I dabble. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good way. Well, shameless plug. You know, you're at the sweet spot that you're mixing the master. Yeah, I, I like whatever. the name too, sweet spot. <laughs> it is a nice name. Um, Okay, so I'm going to set this up. Both of you, um, it's 2027, you're both 25, correct? Say Hold again. on. Say, say, say do the again. math again. I think say I'll be 26. It's 2027. Oh, uh, both be it's eight around years. 25. Let me think about 18 plus that. 18 plus 8. I need to process. I'll be 26. <laughs> I'll be 26. <laughs> okay, you, 26. How old are you right now? I'm 18, my man. I'll be 25. Okay. So Why do you have to ask me my age? Sorry, <laughs> I, had to, like, I, just, I had to subtract <laughs> one. If, if I'm, because I'm 17 right now, if I got to subtract <laughs> one, you know, that's a little bit easier. <laughs> Going back to 2015. All right, let me add a couple years of that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 25 and 26. Right. Where are you? Who's with you? What are you doing? And what's the impact? I got this. Um, right, L.A. You take the front okay. seat. You I'm in L.A. Seat. with Tavian and all my homies that I grew up with that kind of helped me get to this point my family were sitting on a beach listening to my music oh. that he produced <laughs> i want his dream nice. oh dude my dream's gonna be nice <laughs> <laughs> i've been thinking about because i've always wanted to get out to california because i've never been to the west coast even though i was born in arizona never been out to the west coast other than those first six months Same. so that's just where i've always felt like my heart should be i just you know the way i dress the way i act I love, like, you know, being in the water, the ocean, going up to the mountains. It just it feels like everything I ever wanted is right there, right there. Mm-hmm. just a few hours, you know, away. And and what's the impact? What, what would be going on with your, your music, your artistry? I mean, hopefully. Shh. A couple million records sold. 
you know, we're getting up there, but you know, it's all a dream. I'm just, you know, right now I want to focus on where I'm at right now and getting through this stage so I can advance on to where I could go in the future. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, yeah. Um, for me, I kind of, I kind of saw the same vision. We've, we've talked about it before, kind of where we want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I certainly would, I would definitely love the chance to move out to LA. Um, I was, you know, I was, I was born in California, uh, close to Sacramento, but I don't remember anything of it because I, we had to move shortly after. Mm-hmm. So I would love to be back in, you know, back in California, you know, with Chase and really just a network of other people that I've kind of helped carry and be successful. Cause I think, I think the, the path that I'm on is more of a, a mentor, a mentoring path than anything else. And I think that more than money and cars and fame, I think that anyone who, who's been a mentor to something before knows that the biggest payoff is just seeing that mentorship be work with something, land with somebody. And if that means him, and that means that he's the one that takes it, that's successful, because I definitely believe he has the drive and the me- mentality and the lyrics to do it, I think I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, as far as my impact, I just want, in 10 years, I just want to be able to say that while I did, while I'm doing the job that I am, I am actively helping people move closer to the dream that they have. And just, I mean, even j- just seeing that, you know, more people are picking up or putting down the mic. Uh, because... You know, just on a side note, you know, you always got to know when you're not ready for something. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that recognizing that uh, I've helped people uh, will matter to me more than anything else possibly could in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, that was kind of the, you know, I was telling my, I remember one evening, I don't know what it was that I was thinking about, but I sat down and I told my dad, I was like, I need to be doing something. But, like, in an existential way, I need to be doing something. I want to be doing something. I feel like I'm running out of time. Um, I'm only 17, and I honestly feel like I'm running out of time. I want to be helping people now. I don't want to wait until later Mm -hmm. if I can be doing it now. And here I am. It is something called it's a quiet urgency. And what that then that's tied into, um, I would say, source. And, you know, some people say God or Buddha or whatever, but it's a thing, it's source. And what sometimes it's like a switch that happens. It's a switch that happens. It's like this urgency. Like, oh my, I feel like I'm, yeah, I don't have I enough feel time. Like I'm running out of time. And what that means is, is just that the fire has been lit. It's just, you're just going to start moving. So there's an urgency that you have, even, even with the way you talk. Like both of you, even though you kind of chill, there's a quiet urgency that I, that I hear and feel when you talk. So that's one of those things where, yeah, you, know, you got plenty of time. However, not, not in the way of, not getting anything done. Right. It's just that right. you're not going to waste any time. And I think that, you know, another important thing that I kind of want to, you know, record, you know, recognize mm-hmm. is that um, a lot of a lot of people are kind of going out the window with music, um, you know, and I think that, you know, I don't mean any disrespect to any artists at mm-hmm. all, mm-hmm. but like 6ix9ine, uh, Takashi 6ix9ine is a good example of that. Like, you know, he w- he was he did what he wanted to do, yeah, and he was successful off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and but his the way he the way he spoke, even even his tone, I mean, kind of granted more people uh, this idea that shouting into a mic with just crazy insane lyrics is what's gonna get them somewhere, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, in more in more moderate terms, the uh, idea of Chase calls it flex rapping, oh which is he hates it. Yeah, which I, is I do just not like it at all. talking about money you don't have, talking about cars you don't have, talking about <laughs> women and houses and all of this stuff that you don't have but you mm-hmm. want to have and you talk about it is pointless. Honestly, even if you have it, I just and. I was fine with it at first because most of the people that do it have pretty pretty nice beats. So I, you know, I don't mind listening to the. <laughs> if I, I could just listen to the beats beat. without all the crappy lyrics behind it, I'd be t- yeah, totally no, fine. but I like seriously, like, and I started thinking about it after he said something to me about it, and I don't like I don't like flex rapping either. Well, dude, that's why I associate myself. Well, when it comes to listening to music and like my style, 
I associate myself with Logic a lot because he has a deep message behind all of his lyrics and, you know, where he came from and where he's at now. It's just, you know, it's a great story to follow if you follow it from beginning to end. And, you know, rappers like Eminem, who just like well i mean he he just he blew it up he was amazing i like i remember listening to him for the first time when i was like 8 years old my friend's dad was listening to it in his office while he was playing call of duty and i was like who is that and for i thought i didn't i never would have guessed he was white until i saw a music video and i was like oh my gosh this dude's insane oh yeah no for sure but um <laughs> that's where all yeah. my inspiration comes from though all those two people yeah actually just something really funny i did not I kind of mentioned it earlier, but I did not grow up on rap music. I actually grew up hating rap music. Mm. Um, wow. That's so, yeah, it's, it's really funny. Like, I, you know, I don't, you know, mean any disrespect to it or anything like that. But, no, I, I, I grew up hating rap music. I did not want anything to do with rap music. I thought that it was just weird because, you know, the only rap I ever heard at that point was just, I didn't hear, hear I, hadn't, I hadn't heard of Tupac until uh, much later when I started, like, adventuring into like what rap really is and how it started mm -hmm. um so I, I didn't even really like rap at first so i mean just recognizing that when people say stuff into a mic like people are listening yeah people are listening mm -hmm. um and it's kind of strange to me that people are kind of blind to it how blind people are to it my dad had to make me recognize this myself <laughs> but people really are blind to what people say in lyrics a lot these days, especially because mumble rap has moved in a lot. Yeah. So, uh, you know, people like Young Thug, um, not you know, not any you know, not to say him specifically, but um, well, just I mean, talking you already about, did. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just like yeah, well, just you know, just like a general example. He's just somebody that I can think of like staple or like future. Yeah. Um, where all they're really talking about is like drugs and women and cars and sex and all of this crazy stuff right. um, that is like touching kids that are like 10 years old, that are like 8 years old. And that's like, it's it's powerful to say that I'm shaping a generation, but if you're shaping a generation to be worse than you are and you're already off the deep end, playing like that, that's... Playing very early. Yeah, no, mm -hmm. that's... It, because like dads, you know, black dads are playing it in their cars while they're bringing their sons to their basketball games. Mm. And stuff like that. And you don't know what you're teaching your child when you play that music. And that's one of the main things. Like, I have, um, I have a clan of six. So I have six teenagers. So the thing about that is it's like I'm very – I listen. I don't, I'm not the overbearing parent. I do listen to what they're listening to. Right. And so what I would do, I'll hear something crazy. I'm like, okay, cool. Hey, let me play that back from the beginning. Let's check it out. <laughs> oh, no, we don't no, – no, it's cool. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> back. So we can hear, like, hear what's going on. And then it, it exposes me to, like – Really, they, they, half the time they have no idea. Yeah, no, some seriously. Of the, they, they're spitting the lyrics. I'm like, do you know what that means? No, um, no. I'm and not going to like, say one of the words, but yeah, no, they, <laughs> they don't know. They, they get lyrical with it and stuff like yeah. that. And, you know, I got to appreciate the process that comes with it. But, you know, <laughs> if, and I now that I say that, I really think that's a powerful example is when, you know, black dad's bringing their son somewhere, mm -hmm. their daughter somewhere. Like, they're talking about, there's, there's lyrics in that song's, in those songs that will honestly change a person. And mm. I don't I don't want you to become I don't want you to become a rapper because you thought it was good. I don't want you to do it because you thought it might bring you money or anything like that. Do it because you want to like Chase said, because you have a message that you want to share. You got something you want that you want to say. So Tavian, how when when did it change for you when when did the switch happen where you no longer hated rap and you kind of embraced it? Two things. Uh, I listened to Kendrick Lamar's King Kunta and mm -hmm. T.I.'s Paper Trail album. Now, funny thing, I got into rap when I heard Kendrick Lamar on uh, Imagine Dragons Radioactive. He did yeah. like a remix. No, yeah, it was a good remix. That. No, That's um, kind of what got me into it. Was, it was uh, specifically Kendrick Lamar's King Kunta, which I didn't listen until years after I was, but when T.I.'s Paper Trail dropped, uh, there's a song he does on uh, he does on the album with uh, Justin Timberlake called "Dead and Gone," but the whole album is just about his reflection on being in jail, what that meant for him, being in under house arrest, like understanding all of the stuff. His retrospection. Mm -hmm. That album was honestly the brainchild of his retrospection, and the the album 
was the first example to me of storytelling rap mm. because I didn't really get into rap at that point. And I didn't even have a phone to listen to rap until like two years ago, three years ago, two or three years ago. <laughs> um, so, uh, but it was T.I.'s Paper Trail specifically that brought me into rap. And that's how, that, that, that album started me on a path of like lyric writing and all of that stuff. Um, and then King Kunta was, it's just a powerful song. Listening, listening, I don't know if you, either of you guys have listened to that song, but that's a power, powerful, powerful historical black song. Mm. Talking about the, uh, the reference behind it. And when I like actually looked up and read the lyrics, that's a powerful song. Yeah. Yeah. He's a lot of golden nuggets. <laughs> that was, I mean, yeah. but like, honestly, that yeah. is a power, that is a, an example of powerful black music. Wow. Yeah. So that was kind of what that no seriously that was that kind of switched up my whole my whole perspective on rap. I still don't have a lot of I still don't have respect for a lot of parts of rap, though. Uh, any any kind of any kind of rap that really like that where all it's about is just like women and cars and like all of that stuff. Like if your beat's nice, cool, but I can't respect you as a rapper for that. Uh, you're not I arguably you're not even a rapper to me. Rapper is in a term that should be earned to me. Mm. It's not something that should just be granted to you because you can make two words rhyme. So are there any conscious rappers that you follow or Chance the Rapper, yeah. Logic. Okay. Um mm -hmm. Lecrae. Yep. Lecrae's a good example. Yeah, matter of fact, I, I actually got a performance with him um April uh, April nineteenth in California. So it's kind of it's interesting. Like, right, I wish up. I could be there. No, <laughs> seriously. No. He's a good example. I listen. <laughs> I listened to. Uh, I think his most recent album, his recent, his most recent studio album. Um, it's a good. It's a good example of good work. There's a Chicagoan uh, rapper. His name Saba. Uh, he's done a song. He's done a song or two with Chance the Rapper. He's a good example of a conscious rapper. I should have prepared. I should have brought a list. Oh, um, that's okay. I was just wondering if you were familiar <laughs> yeah, yeah. with some of the older guys. Um, uh, I mean, Tupac and even Biggie, both of them mm -hmm. talk about, um, especially Tupac more, made it more of a point of recognizing uh, what it meant to be black at the time, what it meant to be a black artist at the time, which was extremely important. No one was talking about mm -hmm. uh, prolifically. No one was talking about what it meant to be a black artist. The downside of being a black artist until Tupac started talking about it and more money and more problems came out with B.I.G. Nobody talked about <laughs> Like mm -hmm. everyone wanted to make it seem like it was a fantasy, but then you have these two, like these first, these two huge superstar rappers talking about it actually kind of sucks being a big rapper. It actually kind of sucks having all this money. And I think that, uh, that that's a really good example of like, and even Jay-Z in the nineties was, um, talking about what it meant to come up being a rapper. And so, um, and I think we kind of lost that and that's kind of that's kind of disappointing to me That's another reason why I'm kind of doing what I am now because I want more people to care about what they say mm -hmm. um, But yeah, so all of those all of those are good examples of just conscious rappers mm -hmm. um, And I mean even my boy chase here like I oh. read his I read his lyrics and stuff like mm -hmm. that and I because I you know I care about the brand his brand because I'm his friend mm -hmm. um, and He's a he's a good example of somebody that thinks about what he's putting out. He thinks about what he's saying. He thinks about what he's doing. And so I honestly encourage encourage people. All of these people have great beats. Like it's not a matter of like, oh, because I'm a good person, I don't have good music, which mm -hmm. seems to be a, a stereotype in the industry. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, I was wondering how far back you went, like, um, as far as that goes, like, you know. Craig Mack is the far Craig Mack is the farthest one. I go back. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Maybe a little bit of 112, but that might be that's the farthest I go back. What was some of the music that you heard when you were coming up? Like, what did your parents listen to? It was all just radio. Um, Taylor Swift. Okay. Uh, that's which, rough. You know, people are, <laughs> people, you know, people don't really, you know, like Taylor Swift, or I guess no, 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 not a lot of the people. I'll I be honest, like dude, Taylor I used Swift. to really love Taylor Swift. But no, Taylor <laughs> Swift is, I mean, I more power to anybody that, uh, you know, says that, oh, it's good to be a girl and it's good to be making music and stuff like that. For mm -hmm. sure, I think that it's good that she uses her position to empower women. Mm -hmm. um, Demi Lovato. Um, who else did I listen to? Bon Jovi. Ooh, <laughs> bon, they yeah. played Bon Jovi a lot <laughs> yeah. in Germany, mm -hmm. uh, oh, which okay. kind of gave me a lot yeah. of appreciation for rock and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, 
just general just general pop icons over the you know if you can think of anybody big beyonce i was mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. listening to beyonce rihanna pretty uh, much anybody on the radio yeah, yeah. anybody that okay. you know yeah. pop hits on the radio mm-hmm. i probably know it i it could probably uh, amy winehouse mm-hmm. is a good example of somebody that actually influenced me into music mm-hmm. uh because of what she talks about especially in albums like back to black yeah oh for sure amy winehouse was I, in my opinion, the best singer to have ever lived. Substance. Wow. You know, it's like, it's like, it has that like texture to yeah. it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And she had her whole, this whole different other sound. Yeah. And I just, wow. Wow. Go listen to Amy Whitehouse. <laughs> Sound lost for words. Oh, I, I, yeah. I'm familiar. There's, there's good music in every single genre. Yeah. And no. so, it's you know, I think people can have tunnel vision sometimes and think, oh, for well, sure. I'm only going to listen to R&B. I'm yeah, only going to re- listen to rap. I'm only going to listen to the reason you know, Kanye country. West. There's, there's good music in every single genre. Yeah, the reason music that Kanye West has, like, some of the, like, power samples a rock song. Mm-hmm. You, you know, the 21st century schizoid man sample was a rock sample. It was a hard rock sample. People oh, when like Eminem did that. Sing for the Moment. Yeah. I love that song. Yeah. Aerosmith. Like, you know, Aerosmith is another, yeah, you get just good yeah. influence. So I think that people should recognize that, like, don't just listen to rap. Like, if you're an artist and you want to make more, more interesting music, don't be afraid to, like, listen, even listen to classical. I fall asleep mm-hmm. to classical music. Mm-hmm. Chord progressions are some of the most important things in I'll music. I'll tell you one thing, man. I never thought I would be able to like get into like blues and jazz, but my friend Seth came over to my house yesterday because I haven't seen him in months to jam out and just play some like music. And he kind of opened up my world to blues and jazz just by showing me a few scales. Oh, and yeah. just, That's awesome. Oh, it's very like yeah. soothing for the body, especially with the with the blues it really helps you get some stuff just how, like it's out of your how system spontaneous it is yeah. yeah jazz is jazz is if you know i had a friend uh phil who his dad was uh a jazz player he played piano saxophone all kinds of instruments and uh phil could he could do uh jazz music on the piano and it's just like that's a good example that's a good spot that music comes from because like people don't recognize the chord that you can play on the piano, you might be able to just drop all the high notes, put a use it and use the bass note on a chord progression, mm-hmm. turn it into an eight oh eight. Yeah. All of that mm-hmm. stuff is, you know, it's more simple than people think it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but you know, they'll pay thousands of dollars to have somebody else do it for them. And that's part of the artist efficiency that I'm trying to bring uh with uh my work. Yeah. Is like recognize mm-hmm. what you can do yourself. So you ain't you ain't gotta waste money like that. Yeah. And bridging that gap, we gotta go ahead and wrap up, man. I, man, this has been a very, very powerful interview. We're already done. I'm looking forward to listening to it back. <laughs> no, I really, I really, honestly. Oh, speaking of that, where can we uh, find this whole podcast? I'm sorry, I didn't hear the question. Where can we run uh, it back really quick? Poetry.net. Uh, okay. So poetry.net is the oh, website. You can actually find it and okay. get the episode. It won't yeah. be up right away. It may be up within within the next week or so. We've right, got, got a little bit of editing to do. Um, but that you can find everything at poetry.net, the contact number, email, social media. We're All right. Everywhere. Yeah, we really appreciate it. We oh, really appreciate yeah, the time. Yeah, thank you guys experience. for the opportunity. It was great, like, coming and talking to you guys, just delivering my message. It was so awesome. Hearing <laughs> such wisdom come from such young people, I, I'm just blown away right now. <laughs> and stay tuned because we're—I mean, I'm—you you, know—for anybody listening, you know where to find me. But you know, s- stay tuned for Chase's stuff. The method mm-hmm. is that—that—that that, that stuff is working. That process <laughs> is on its way. All right, All right. awesome. Y'all yeah, gonna be thank back. Don't worry. <laughs> All right, thank awesome. you, thank Definitely. you guys, thank awesome. you. We appreciate it. Thanks for being here. No problem. Thanks for listening to Poetry. To connect with us and to get more information, go to poetry.net. That's P-O-E-S-T-R-Y dot N-E-T. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and and YouTube. YouTube. Thanks for joining us today. Peace, love, and abundance. A la prochaine, mes amis.